Welcome to another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. Everything about Glasgow's West End. My name's Jim Byrne and the Pat in the title is Pat Byrne. And this is episode 40. In this episode, Pat chats with Teresa Talbot. Uh, Teresa's a self-employed writer and broadcaster with BBC Radio Scotland. There's a good chance you've heard uh, Teresa's voice either on the traffic or the travel or the news on on the radio. Among other things, they talk about her upcoming wedding in Italy, no less. The interview she will be doing with Graham Norton and her new book called Keep Her Silent. Uh, Keep Her Silent is set in Glasgow and features investigative journalist Una O'Neill. Una first appeared in her previous book called The Lost Children. So sit back and enjoy this interview I certainly did. Before we get there, can I just remind you to, if you're you're enjoying the podcast, please encourage us by uh, sending us a message, by clicking on the stars on your iTunes, by subscribing, by telling a friend, indeed anything that encourages us to keep going with the podcast. Okay, enough of me. Let's have a listen to Pat and Teresa. Okay, hi. Teresa, again. Have you got that on? Yeah, I've got that on. Right, excellent. Sorry, we'll start from now. (laughs) You're looking great. Oh, goodness, Pat, you're too kind. I'm a bit exhausted today. I didn't sleep very well last night. I was celebrating yesterday, I'm afraid. Um, I'm not afraid. It was was nice, but I maybe had one one wee cocktail too many because I was celebrating the launch of my new book. So it's all go for Teresa Talbot. Oh, thank you. So we're we're over in the BBC. Mm -hmm. We're in the lovely area here, but it might be a few wee... Noises. It is a wee bit noisy. We're just at the the the, the coffee um, coffee hub, and for some reason they're taking it now. I think they're going to start cleaning the coffee machine. But as long yeah. as you can hear us, we'll that's okay. That. We'll go with the atmosphere. So yeah, your new book mm-hmm. is that it launched? That's it launched. It was launched yesterday. Uh, Keep her silent. Keep her which silent. Is maybe maybe an app name for a book from for me when I can't keep silent so it was launched yesterday on ebook so it's available for download now so I'm so excited so we're out to celebrate and I'm afraid oh I had one too many glasses of wine but (laughs) now I'm exhausted absolutely um, I noticed um, it looks so well organized because I saw on Facebook that you've actually got although it's a it's a um, digital Mm -hmm. book at the moment that you have got various sort of launched blogs yes well it's it's called a blog tour and I was lucky enough that my my publisher organised that because I have to say I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have had a clue what to do so they organised it all so I can't take any credit for it I'm afraid and bloggers I mean bloggers are wonderful you yourself you're a blogger so you know you know you do work and you're the kind of unsung heroes because you do all this work all this writing and you do it for the love of it and no one ever, you know, you don't get paid for it and it's just nice that you, you know, you do it and get the information out there. So there are various bloggers who particularly chat about and write about crime books. So I think there's one, I think there's one a day for a month. I think that's how it works. I I saw that. Um, In fact, I shared it. Mm -hmm. 
I thought this is a brilliant idea. I know, it's a nice idea because it keeps it fresh and it gives Absolutely. it keeps it fresh every day. So if, like today's blog, um the girl hasn't reviewed it, she's um given a description and an excerpt from the book and then tomorrow it might be a review. I'm not quite sure until it comes up because I'm I'm not sure who does what. I can see what they're I can see who's going to be next, but I don't know what their role is in the blog tour. And um really most people will review the book and talk about it or sometimes it's an interview with me, something like this or it's a description of the book. So every day for a month yeah. on a different website, yeah. which is lovely. And yeah. as I say, I need well, to thank really my publisher because I, I wouldn't have had a clue what to do with that. It's fabulous. And th there are so many aspects mm -hmm. to the book. I mean, here comes Una O'Neill again. Oh, I know. So, <laughs> so she's she's you. back. Well, you know that she first appeared in my last book, um, The Lost Children, which was originally first published as Penance. Yeah, that's why I as a question. Well, it, it, was, it was real. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Oops, That's don't I don't know what they're doing there. Um, and it was relaunched when I had a new publisher. It was relaunched under the name The Lost Children. So um, that, that was her first introduction to Una O'Neill. Um, and she's back again and keep her silent. And this is, she's a wee bit different in this one because as you know, you, you read The Lost Children. She had quite a few bad things happen to her, she, you know. And, and when I was writing this book, I thought, I really need to update how she responds to things because she's a wee bit more nervy now. And you know, like if you've had an accident or something bad happened to you or a trauma, you do become a bit more nervous, don't you? I think anyway, so she's a bit more nervy, although she still gets herself into trouble. She's a journalist. It's not a detective. She's a journalist, but she's very friendly with a detective. So um, this is this is her back and keep her silent. And in Glasgow again? Oh. I love setting my books in Glasgow and I don't know, I mean I know Glasgow so well obviously, I'm born and brought up in Glasgow and it's so important for me to have the books set there. Um, I sent her down to London for the day in Keep Her Silent but I brought her back really quickly, I didn't like it much. I just had her getting off the plane meeting someone and then coming back, I thought oh no, stuff that. So, so, so when you're writing, um, have you got the all kind of laid out or are things happening that you hadn't anticipated? Well, I'd love to say that it's all plotted and I know exactly what I'm doing and it's all very methodical, but that's not the case. Um, someone messaged me today to say that there was a character in it that they really, really liked um, for various reasons and they thought it was very realistic and I said, oh, that's good because he wasn't, I didn't even know he existed until someone knocked the door and he answered it and I thought, where did he come from? And I just plucked the name when I had I had writer's block one day and I had Una going to a door and chapping the door because I was really struggling and I thought, what am I going to put in here? And people think that it's, you know, writers exaggerate when they say that, but I actually didn't know who was going to open that door. So I had a knocking on the door and I went away, took a five-minute break, came back and thought, right, who's, who's opening this door? And it was a guy and a man and I had to suddenly give him a name and I had to do, you know suddenly give him a character and then he developed into quite an important character so it's and all the characters in it are, there's no real kind of bit parts so yeah although in my head I do some initial plotting it often the plot runs away with me and I do I just get carried away and I don't know what I'm doing so yeah. I, hear, I hear people say that a mm -hmm. lot it's whatever suits you isn't it yeah and the thing is I wish it didn't suit me I wish I could do the 
floating. I, I don't know. Oh, crikey. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, I kind of dabble in writing. A, oh, you're a, a very bit. good writer. You're well, very modest. I kind of dabble, really. But um, I, I never start off doing what I'm going to do. <laughs> Although some, some nights I can't sleep because I've got this great plot. But you know, that's the thing. It absolutely invades your brain, doesn't it? It's mad. And you can't you can't settle. And then you've got all these things going round or, you know, suddenly what I do is I, I write things down and I start, you know, I just write away. And then I think, well, I think that chapter would be better going nearer the beginning. And then I chop and change it. And then I think... Oh my goodness, I can't have her there. She died three chapters ago, you know. And then I have to change it all around again. But um, it, it's nice to hear other writers say that they don't always plot either. Yeah, you know, they mean well, but it, then it all goes a bit wrong. I think that happens. And other people are very, very organised oh. and they've everything stuck up in the wall and attributes to the characters and all that. I, I, I'm, I'm not organised. I could never... Well, I, I tried that and I do it the last time I had loads of post-it notes all over. I've got, I've got these glass folding doors, the bifold doors in the kitchen and I had uh, post-it notes with each chapter stuck up and um, came down the next day and the condensation had blooming put them all away they'd all fall on the floor and I thought oh no um, lucky I had them numbered at the chapter one it wasn't just they weren't just stuck up in order so I had the, each chapter numbered and I was absolutely mortified so I had to then stick them all again and I thought oh stuff this so I just put them on the dining table um, and then tried to shuffle them all around where I thought the story should go and that did help a bit and then I started getting all carried away and colour coding things and I got these you know the highlighter pens and part of my book is set in the past so the bits that were set in the past they had a kind of green highlighter pen around them the bits that were set in the present had red and the bits that were featuring Una had blue so they were all colour coded and I realised this was just displacement activity. This was just to stop me writing. So I thought, like, oh, that took about two hours to I know. Do you remember years ago at school, you would either have a homework diary or you would spend hours doing a kind of study schedule of when you were going to study for your exams. And it was anything rather than just sit down and actual study. So, um, aye, that was me. But anyway, it's, it's out and that's what I'm going to get it. Oh, thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'd really be interested to know what yeah, you think of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, it's um, mainly it's based on the tainted blood scandal. And I don't know if anyone's, um, if most people will be familiar to an extent with the tainted blood scandal. And it's when um, mainly haemophiliacs, but other people who had blood transfusions on the NHS, and not just in Britain, across the world, were given blood contaminated with disease, whether it be hep C, HIV in some stages. Um, and it really was the, it really was the most appalling um, it really was the most appalling medical negligence. And the more I dug deeper into it, the more I found that a lot of it wasn't medical negligence. It was just sheer corruption by yeah, the drugs companies money. and it yeah. was about money yeah. and their profits and oh my goodness it was just mm -hmm. absolutely horrific. So it tackles that, which is quite a difficult topic to tackle. And I worked really closely with one of the victims and he lived up north of Inverness and he really helped me and I dedicated the book to him. So I was delighted with that. that, that his name's Bruce Norville. So I was delighted at the help he gave me and then he 
when he read it, he read the unedited version, but he's since read it. It only came out yesterday, he's but he's messaged me to say he's read it already. And uh, he gave it the thumbs up that's and he good. says, oh, I laughed, I cried, and oh, I loved it. And I thought, yeah. right, that's... That it, it was more important for him to like the book than my editor. Does yeah. that sound yeah. right? Because it was kind of his story, although it wasn't just, it wasn't one person's story, he gave me different scenarios and I put them together. Um, but it was really, I wanted to do it justice for him. Mm -hmm. So since then... I've had quite a few um, messages, and that's only it's been only out yesterday, and I've already had several messages from people affected by the tainted blood yeah. scandal, and I've been really humbled. At, yeah, you know they, that they're they actually will, that will mean a lot to them. Well, I'm that, surprised that, that they're actually thanking me, and I'm thinking, oh goodness, I should be. Well, I'm thanking them for being so candid, but they're saying it's raising public awareness, and if that is the case, then that's fantastic, and I'm delighted. Um, but it was difficult, Pat, because there's no outcome. I mean, there's now a public inquiry, and we've chatted before, and I told you that the Penrose inquiry that was set up by the Scottish government was the only one in the UK. I think that was 2015, and that really has to be acknowledged by the Scottish government got this set up long before the UK government decided on one. So we're hoping that the UK government into the whole scandal will start... Yeah. Um, later in the year. Well, I hope it, I hope it, it does it properly. Oh, and, I hope so. The Penrose inquiry that was set up at the Scottish Government, the, um, the, the, the victims weren't happy with the outcome of the inquiry and they felt it was a bit of a whitewash. Now, I need to add, the results of the inquiry and how the inquiry were was conducted had nothing to do with the actual government. It was an independent inquiry that was mm -hmm. set up by the government, so they they weren't instrumental in if there was a whitewash. I'm not saying there was. I'm saying so it wasn't the government that was instrumental yeah. in that. Mm -hmm. They were good enough to you know at least get it off the ground and get a bit of publicity. But the the victims weren't happy with the outcome. So because there were certain things that weren't covered in it, so I'm hoping this one. Uh, they will be. It happens so often, doesn't it? You know, oh, these, goodness. And a lot of money spent on these things. and then, These inquiries. And you just wonder sometimes what is going on, you know. I know, and it's heartbreaking. And um, the victims have been dealt a horrible blow, so hopefully, you know, with the, the new inquiry, the, the, the UK inquiry, UK-wide inquiry, we'll all have had learned enough to know what really should be in the inquiry, and it should be a more extensive one, off the back of yeah. the Penrose inquiry, so fingers crossed yeah. well, for good them. Luck for that. Thank you very much. For the book. Thank you. And good luck for the wedding. Oh yeah, that's soon. <laughs> that's not. That's not so long. Maybe by the time this goes out, well, we're getting married later in the year in um, in Italy, so I'm yeah. delighted about that. So it's all systems go just now. So oh, you had it's lovely. Oh, I did. Oh, I had the hen night in Glasgow. That was um, oh, that was an experience. Um, it was nice. My lovely nieces organised the hen night and that was fabulous. And it was in the west end of Glasgow yeah. and we just had such a lovely night. I saw so. the video. I had, I had a laugh. Well, <laughs> karaoke. Yes, the video was on and we had a karaoke night in the west end and um, it was just lovely. It so. looked like great fun. Oh, it was. It was absolutely tremendous fun. Uh -huh. It was really, uh -huh. it was really Nice, and you know, everyone's been so nice and generous and lovely. It's mm -hmm. oh, it warms your heart. And a, a lot of your family, what, what's your um, your new partner's name? Uh, Jeremy. So, Jeremy. so uh, your family and his family 
we're going or over uh -huh, we're going over to Italy for yeah. the weddings. So I think there's about thirty five of us in total. Uh -huh. So yes. that'll be nice. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That's going to be a, a a bit of a party yeah. over there. Yeah. So we're going over first, yeah. and then um, we're going over for a few days beforehand, and then people join us over there. So. Fabulous. Looking forward to it. It's near Lake Garda. It's um, it's just south of Lake Garda. Aye, so and I go there. Um, I have friends that live quite near there, so it's an area that I go to quite often, uh, and I know quite well. So that's nice. It's sort of fairly familiar. Although this is it's in a vineyard, and I've never been here before. I've been to visit, but never. You know, it's not a place that I know well. So I'm really I'm looking sure forward to that. Fabulous. It, it will be really, really exciting. So the, the other thing that um, I noticed um, recently, I've, I've, I've put up, I put up events for mm -hmm. I write, and I know you're really involved in the yes. both with your own stuff, but also you're in demand to host the games. Aye, well, I'm always, I'm always really. Um, I, I love working at iWrite because they do, they ask me to chair quite a lot mm -hmm. of events yeah. and it's just, I mean, it's, it's such a fantastic, you know, Glasgow's mm -hmm. own writing festival and it's it's still fairly new considering, mm -hmm. you know, it's not been going for that long. I think it's now in its 10th year, which is fairly new for a literary festival and it's fabulous. They do, they do so so well. Um, I mean, I, I absolutely love it. I, I love that time of the year. Mm -hmm. I love the film festival as well, but I love that time of the year in Glasgow. Um, and I'm down at Mitchell a lot. And then, oh, well, there's so much um, going on. Bob Mc, um, McDevitt, who's mm -hmm. the, um, the organiser. Organizer so mm -hmm. He's, the past couple of years, she's done a great job. Well, he has, and he's, as you know, then, um, the next one I'm going to chair is Graham Norton in October and that I'm so excited about that and although I write is usually about March or April mm -hmm. this is um, they have little taster events yeah, through the year so this is a wee special one for him and I'm so excited I mean I just funny, isn't he's so funny and he's written he started writing crime books yeah, I, I, so. I, well I didn't I didn't know that but I, I read his um, the first book uh -huh. yeah, sort of set in Ireland so I loved it he's now writing crime books so it's his latest crime book and I think it's called The Keeper if I'm right yeah I think so so um that's what I'm going to be chatting to so him that's about. that's a crime book? That's a crime book. So that. I'm really excited about that and I'm really looking forward to meeting him. But I'm you can't get into bloody Scotland, that's the only thing. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have they got a bloody Ireland? I don't know, but he could get into bloody Scotland if they invited him, I'm sure. No, um, maybe no. he just couldn't manage this time um, round. No, I, I, thought, I thought that it was like kind of tartan noir. No, 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 no. It's just set in Scotland, no, because oh, um, they've invited... Oh, well, Oh no, they've invited all sorts, and I think they've, they've, they're trying to invite Jeffrey D for one year. And oh no, no, oh, they're half. Uh -huh. I'm always wanting to go to Stirling to. Um, oh, it's fabulous! You, know, you need to go. I'm going uh, this year. I'm performing. I'm in a play. Oh my goodness! I don't know why I've agreed to that. I'll crack. I'll get laughed off the stage, but not for all the wrong for all the wrong reasons. Um, so myself, Douglas Skelton, who's another crime writer, he's he's written the play. Okay. Michael Malone. Oh, Carol, Carol Ramsey and I think maybe Pat is in it too oh I can't remember but anyway there's the four of us there's myself Michael Malone Douglas Skelton uh, and Carol that'll be smashing uh, that'll be good fun. so I'm really looking forward yeah. to that that and should then, be a laugh um, and then you're also um, you, 
posted the event with Marianne Keys. Oh, she was lovely. Yeah, I, I, I'd never met Marianne Keys before. And um, again, that was as part of a, a taster festival, a taster event for the Mitchell at the Mitchell Library, or the Mitchell I, the Mitchell Theatre within the library for I Write. And she was just, she was so on the ball. And the audience absolutely adored her. She's got a great personality. Oh my goodness! As soon as she went on, oh, the crowd just lapped. Up. Mainly, mainly women. I think there was about three men in an audience of like four hundred women, and they just loved her. And they really looked up to her because she's just she's warm, isn't she? I and I think that she kind of speaks for so many women, and she's real. And you know, there's nothing pretend about her so she's and so many women can relate to her I like her on I've seen her a few times I love Strictly Come Dancing oh I missed that oh sorry I thought she was on it but no she is on it a lot speaking and commenting I don't mean every weekend but every so often they have a different wee panel oh right and she is one of the people who's an enthusiast and I love when she's on because she's oh she's hilarious isn't she but very funny oh she's hilarious and do you know I'm so glad you said she was enthusiastic because that is a real thing she's so enthusiastic about everything and it's in and when you talk to her or when you see her, yeah. you just become I really... To, I would love to meet her. After. I mean, I'm not... I, I mean, I, I think I've read a couple of her mm-hmm. books. I think she's a good writer. I'm not mad on that. Ah, it's not your style. Uh-huh. I think she's a good, good writer. Yeah. But I think she must be fabulous to meet. She's just... She was great fun. Uh, as I say, she's really generous of spirit. And she downloaded my book, she said, as well, which I thought was so sweet of her. Yes. Um, and yes. she was... Aye, she was great. And as I say, the crowd loved her. And quite rightly so, because she really... Um, she was so chatty with them, gave them what they, what they wanted. You know, there was no... There was nothing... False, or she didn't know she, she didn't kind of hang back, she was really open like and very, very funny. Mm-hmm. So, she was very that was good. good. So, have you got any other um, events like that? In, well, as I said, I've got the um. The, the, the Graham Norton one coming up. I've just not long finished the Hairy Bikers. I, oh, they me. were super. They were lovely. <laughs> and again, I was quite surprised. I wasn't sure if they'd be as nice in real life. Oh my goodness, they're even nicer in real life. Um, especially Dave. He's the slightly shorter one with the dark hair. And I thought he was quite small. My goodness, see, when I met them, they're both absolutely huge. Um, I was really surprised. I looked as though I was standing in a ditch next to them, but they were great. They were just lovely. Um, And uh, I'm doing Graham McRae Burnett soon. Now, he was shortlisted for the Booker Prize. I know. know, um, I've known Graham for many, many years because um, he was a musician. uh Aha, of course. uh, Well, for your your listeners who don't... Murder Ballad. And I love his books. It's great. Well, for your people that haven't heard of him he wrote his bloody project which was shortlisted for the Booker Prize and it was almost unheard of for a a crime novel to be shortlisted and a crime novel or an author from a wee independent Mm -hmm. uh, Scottish uh Scottish publisher so I he did well and I'm doing I, I'm meeting him next week. We're going to Inverclyde Library of all places, so that'll be nice because I've cheered his event before, so, and he's oh, lovely. That's great. Dreams great. Oh, he's a he's a super uh-huh. chap. Uh, yeah. He's absolutely so, lovely. Oh, that's that's good. So my goodness, you're getting all the good ones. I know, I know. I'm so. Do you know what? I'm so lucky. I really am. I'm so fortunate, and I I know that. So so well, life's exciting, isn't it? Thank you, Pat. It yeah. certainly is. Yeah.
I'm glad you're doing so well. Thank you. Oh, that's lovely. Thanks. Thanks for meeting me. Is there anything else you want to add at all? No, just, well, maybe just if, if you do read um, Keep Her Silent, do bear in mind that the tainted blood scandal is a reality and it's happened mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, just because you've not been directly affected, don't think it couldn't happen. Yeah. To you, if it can happen somewhere within the NHS, I, I, it can happen anywhere. I, um, I have Lyme disease, mm. so I never give blood. Uh -huh. I, whether or not it would make any difference, I don't know, but in my head, it, I, I kind of think, oh, that might not. Mm -hmm. No, but, you're but right. How, mm. Why would the people who are actually acquiring the uh -huh. blood not take every precaution? I know. It's, um, thankfully now things have changed, but... In the 70s and 80s, it was really, it was grim. But no, okay. that's all I'm saying. Okay. So if you do read the book, just bear in mind that it is based on real life events. And I'm giving um, um, my royalties for the first 500 books to the, the Contaminated Blood Memorial Fund. Oh, unfortunately, I don't think they realise how little royalties <laughs> authors actually get. But um, so I'm doing that. So I'm saying to people, look, try and at least get the sales up to 500, and then that means that they can get the, okay. no, the royalties. I'll, when I go home, I'll order it. Well, I'll let you know whether it's it's um, <laughs> we've topped the 500. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll top that. Thank you so order. much, Pat. And, have a happy wedding. Thank you and thank you for having me. Oh yes, they'll be on Facebook soon enough. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks Teresa and thanks Pat. Thus ends another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I'll catch you the next time. Bye for now.